0: BBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. This is Gibraltar Today. The former Commissioner of Police appeared in court this morning. Ian McGrail arrived at 9.54 with his lawyer Nick Gomez. He blew a kiss to the family and friends who had turned up to support him. Our court reporter, Katie Docker, was at the magistrate's court to follow proceedings. Um, She's here now. Katie, paint a picture for us.
1: Yes, I was there. So, the former Commissioner of Police, Ian McGrail, pleaded not guilty to one charge of sexual assault this morning. He is charged with sexually assaulting a female police officer in 2018. No more details of the alleged assault were revealed in court. And the court itself, Well, the atmosphere was pretty intense, I don't think I've ever seen such a large group of family and friends there to support someone outside court in my seven years as a court reporter. There were about 25 people there waiting outside the Magistrate's Court for Mr McGrail's arrival. The court itself was packed for his appearance. Police officers had to ask family members to make room for the press, something that happens very rarely. And it was very quiet as the charge was put to Mr. McGrail by the court clerk. And he spoke only to deny the charge. His lawyer, Nick Gomez, requested the case be heard in the Magistrates' Court as soon as possible, meaning that they want to move this on very quickly. Um, the Magistrates' Court often has lower sentencing powers than the alternative of being heard in the Supreme Court. Jurisdiction for the Magistrates' Court was accepted by stipendary magistrate Charles Pito. Mr. McGrail was then granted £500 bail and is next set to appear in court next Thursday. Now I'm going to read a statement we received yesterday from his lawyer Charles Gomez. Okay. Um, Mr. Ian McGrail vigorously denies any wrongdoing and is committed to presenting his defence to the court as soon as the trial is set down for hearing. He appreciates the seriousness of the allegations and the importance of a fair trial for all parties involved. The statement continues. Mr. McGrail has the right to be presumed innocent and will work tirelessly to ensure that his reputation and rights are protected throughout the legal process. Mr. McGrail recognises the sensitive nature of this case and the absolute need for respect and privacy for all involved and their respective families. We ask that the public reserve judgment until the facts are presented to the court. Our client deserves a fair trial and and an important partial trial, and we are confident that justice will be served in due course.
0: Thank you, Katie Docker, who was at the Magistrates' Court this morning where the former Commissioner of Police pleaded not guilty to a charge of sexual assault. What is sexual assault? Well, the Crown Prosecution Service, the... Crown Prosecution Service prosecutes criminal cases that have been investigated by the police uh, in England and Wales. And the law of Gibraltar is, of course, based on English law. The Crown Prosecution Service says sexual assault is where one person intentionally touches another person sexually without their consent. The touching can be done with any part of the body or with an object. That's the definition of sexual assault offered by the Crown Prosecution Service. The court in Gibraltar might hear more details of the alleged incident next Thursday when Mr. McGrail is set to return. And we, of course, will bring you the very latest. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. You may have heard in the news bulletin that plans have been filed for a a six-building development on the site of the Old Bayside School and St Anne's School. Uh, The developers for the site are TNG Realty, Bayside Limited, part of the TNG Global Foundation, uh, whose name might ring a bell because they're the developers of the East Side. They've got outline planning permission for the East Side. Uh, The development at the old Bayside School in St. Anne's would be known as Bayside Central. It would include around 275 homes, along with office and retail space, car parking spaces, a public square as well as amenities such as a gym and spa. The plans have just been filed with the Development and Planning Commission uh, and, coincidentally, Janet Howard is here and she sits on the Development and Planning Commission. Good afternoon, Janet. I know that we asked you in to discuss environmental issues generally, uh, but um, can I ask you for your thoughts on that development, on the the plans?
2: Yes, thank you for having me here today, Jonathan. I mean, this plan has been filed. Um, you know, there are a number of of projects that are being filed and uh, keeping us all very busy on DPC. Um, we've yet to look at the plans in detail and you know we'll we'll look at that side of things more fully in the environmental uh, aspects of it and all that. But from the initial uh, mention of the project some time ago, um, our concern was um, it's a large area. You have a lot of residential uh, buildings already in that area. So um, we wanted to see um, its physicality, the layout, how is it going to affect uh, all the existing uh, residential areas. So that those visuals and that information will be coming forward. We were told that the buildings will range from a 10-storey to an 18-storey. Um, hopefully that will take into account that the taller ones will not um, affect uh, people's light and, and all of that. But we will look at that more more closely. Of course, it's more development and more development and in an area that will also see the stadium be going up. So essentially in Gibraltar, I think acutely the public, the community are feeling the impacts of development uh, very deeply. And so it's difficult to welcome them in a positive way, even though we are also told uh, of the, the necessity and the value this is to the economy, but we live here too. One positive thing is to hear about this public square. We think very, very strongly that public realm, that uh, open spaces amongst the developments is essential and it's something that we also push for. But um, I know Eastside uh, News was uh, perhaps a few weeks old now, but it's nevertheless, it's a very big story, though. It's a huge story, and and the main point about it is that as happened with the um, the power station in Northmoor Road and the LNG storage, which were huge, uh, significant projects for the local community, um, and they took the steps of launching exhibitions for both those projects, having their scientists and their engineers on site and on hand to be able to have the public come in. Uh, who are keenly interested or very worried about the projects to have a chance to, you know, sit down and talk uh, their concerns through with people mm. in a hope that you're going to influence the ultimate project because, you know, the, the, the designs, the vision was presented to DPC um, to give us an idea of, of their intended uh, project, but um, they couldn't supply detail on every aspect. It's too big, obviously. Of course. Um, but, you know, as we said in our press release earlier, you um, This week is that, uh, you know, um, there were concerns raised that demanded greater scrutiny. There was a conflict of views on the science behind some of the uh, uh, thought impacts on the marine environment. And all these things are very serious and require in-depth and ongoing discussion. So Mm. our call for having, uh, you know, a public space that can, uh, pretty much as TNG are actually doing now, but for... Uh, to facilitate c- centenary sales and, and, and all of that, but if they could also look at um, having easy access um, an exhibition with their staff there to really take on board the community and have them empowered and included in such a transformational project that we should all feel positive about on every level. There are lots of positive green aspects there, um, things that, you know, will t- will lift the benchmark um, for for children in the future to know that we're doing projects like that and jib is great but there's also negative impacts and we have to discuss them all honestly and transparently so that's that's what we' really love to see okay, on okay and the east side.
0: and um, you, you have sort of put this idea to Tng global and they were we, we said it at the, you know the
2: you, you can read the um, you know the minutes on the meetings they're online that that's what I wanted to mention also that people can. Go to the town planning website uh, and the, the DPC meetings, and all the minutes of the meetings are there. So it's a matter of public record that you know that we raised these points, and and the response we had was that you know um, that they are also concerned and interested about these aspects mm. of the project, and they would like to um, to to take it into account and consider it. So,
0: and that's valuable in in particular because um, you can watch the sessions live, but um, you can't attend exactly. them in person at the moment. Uh, exactly. Any discussion of those returning to in-person meetings? Or?
2: Well, we, we, we would really, really I, like I know it. it's not your decision. But. No, no, it's not our decision. And, of course, uh, the, the minister at the time and then the government has a has a view on that. And, um, you know, we still think that from a, uh, a, a transparent planning process, which, yes, you've got the information online and everything, but... If people can attend such meetings, if objectors can actually uh, present their views, then there's a lot more empathy there 's a lot more understanding and when you're simply going through a you know a screen where sometimes you can't even be seen, you know it's just not very effective and um yeah.
0: There, yeah. are sh- there are sh- shortcomings in, in that as a means of communication. And better
2: discussion when we're all sitting around a table to when you actually have to interrupt yeah, a yeah. screen.
0: Okay, Janet, so uh, that's development. Um, I, I, I know that it takes up a lot of your time, um, yeah. but there are other issues that uh, you wanted to talk about. Climate change, obviously, the, the major environmental issue of our time. Um, and, and, um, and and in a shorter time frame, there's an election Yeah. So what are you, what are you hoping to see?
2: Well, we know that uh, in the last couple of years, you know, we've had a climate change strategy um, in place and that has been committees meeting and there are objectives set. But what we want to see is uh, the rollout and also the engagement of the community in how Gibraltar is proposing to meet its climate change um, targets. The problem, of course, that we see is that our oil trading in terms of vehicle sales, vehicle fuel sales, and shipping fuel is a huge carbon uh, footprint for us. And so unless we also meaningfully tackle that, uh, we're not making a great difference. And we are one of the biggest ports in Europe and da-da-da, so we're not a tiny Gibraltar just sure. having to survive. Our, our, um, it is election year. We are going to be hopefully joining up with other NGOs and interested parties in JIB to push for uh, common areas of environmental priorities and, and
0: really raise the environmental profile. Okay, Janet Howard of the Environmental Safety Group. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to talking to you uh, again soon. This is Gibraltar. Today we've been discussing the possibility um of the government looking into offering free childcare for children over the age of 9 months. Number 6, the office of the Chief Minister confirmed uh, to GBC that this is something that is being looked at. What do you think about it? Our reporter Katie Docker was in town. Uh, to find out.
1: As a new mother myself, I think free childcare will be invaluable. Um, I'm still working a little bit, but not enough to cover the cost of childcare. So it's kind of a juggling act. Should I keep working or should I, you know, so this this would help new mothers like me or just to carry on. Um, I'm all for it personally. Well, I actually think it's a very good idea for working parents because obviously childcare is very expensive in Gibraltar. So some parents can't work and have their children in private um, childcare at the same time. And obviously, that pushes back parents from being able to work and things like that. So I think it's a very good idea.
2: Yeah, they need to do it for the simple reason that uh, there are a future, the children are. So the uh, earlier we start, the better, because uh, it it also affects parents and and whatnot. So it's a good um, initiative. The thing is that the the fees of the nurseries are really, really high, and sometimes it's like you know just pick two days or three days to take them into nursery and then have somebody from the family, you know, pick them up and and so on so yeah, it would be a good thing even if the government were to pay uh, half of it
0: Some of your thoughts on the idea that the government might offer free childcare for children over the age of nine months, not a commitment uh, just an answer to GBC questions following a measure in the UK